Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about West Virginia head coach, basketball coach, Bob Higgins, and we talk about his apology that he made for the comments that he made over the radio on a hot mic. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're also going to talk about the NBA playoffs. Now that the second round action is getting hot and heavy, we're going to talk about the remaining teams we think is going to win and who's going to make it all the way. My co-hosts, Adrian Catwell and Earl Roth, join me on Guys Talking Sports, and that begins right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. We appreciate all the love and support out there. And quite frankly, I'm back. Um, but I, I'm just, my special assignment got carried away. So I had to just leave that special assignment and come back so I could talk sports with you guys and with the rest of the crew. So without further ado, let's get right into it. I got my co-host nice and smooth with me. What's going on, fellas? How's everything? Good. Question of the day. If a tree falls in the woods and no one is around to hear it, did it actually fall? I think so. <laughs> or, 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 or it played dead. I don't know. But uh, I seen a tree after a big windstorm. It was standing before the windstorm. I ain't hear it fall, but it's on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so That's it that. I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to say no. <laughs> Just to keep it in the middle crowd, the middle balance. <laughs> <laughs> But, but we can definitely discuss about that more um, as the time goes on. Um, but we got a lot to talk about in the world of sports. So let's get right into it, fellas. Amen. Let's start with, actually, we'll start with Ace's alma mater, West Virginia University basketball coach, Mr. Huggins, Bob Huggins, um, apologized for using an anti-gay slur on the radio show. Um, quite frankly, I didn't hear about the actual slur, but I know Mr. Catwell can talk more about the actual information about what went down. So I'm gonna turn it over to you, and let's get a, get let's get started with it. Well, I will preface to say that I too have not listened to the quote. I I kind of read it, but I didn't listen to it and how it was perceived on the radio. But he definitely came over. And during the show and said some derogatory, I said a derogatory statement uh, against the Catholic, uh, Catholic church. Well, not against the church itself, but against folks who practice Catholicism, Catholicism or the Catholic faith, I guess you could say. Um, very derogatory. Uh, Bob Huggins and the university, West Virginia University came out and issued apologies uh, based off of that statement. Uh, from what I've read on some message boards uh, for West Virginia, it's he was kind of saying it where he was, I guess he was probably unaware that the mic was hot, but regardless, you know, you really shouldn't be saying that sort of thing. But it's also my understanding that he, he kind of said it in a joking way, uh, not to, to, to be taken as him being adamantly serious about the statement but you know in today's society you just something like that just can't fly so with that being said uh wvu has not issued a statement stating that he is suspended in any way or fired in any way 
but I would have to believe that some sort of fine, some sort of suspension, some sort of uh, uh, attention paid by Huggins and to uh, the Catholic faith probably would have to probably I would assume that something uh, would that have to be uh, kind of drawn out, not drawn out, but uh, attention would have to be paid to it. I'm sure monetary donations would have to be made, time. Uh, I see some sort of punishment coming. Obviously, there's going to be some backlash. Obviously, you know, you kind of have to deal with the situation. It's a very unfortunate situation considering everything that's kind of went down with the basketball team over the past couple of weeks with all the, the positive news with the team and the rebuild and all that good stuff. So the kind of coming out of this whole transfer window and then kind of this bombshell that's happening kind of, uh, kind of def- you know, deflates the air a little bit in the ball, but we all are, we all make mistakes, you know, whether good or bad, you just have to own up to it. And it's pretty much, what Bob Huggins does from the moment that happened, from the motive, from the, mo- uh, the moment of the apology, from this forth going forward, what he does to set the record straight and what he does to kind of right the ship. So I'll be kind of curious to see how that uh, how that pro- uh, portrays out into the uh, into the public here in the following days, or if not the following hours, depending on the situation. Hmm. So basically, you're going to say, I said it, but I didn't mean what I actually said, but I said it, and I meant it at the time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty much, you know, how it goes. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess word to the wise, whenever you want to make some, you know, quote unquote, tongue in cheek comments, um, make sure it's never around reporters, make sure is never and when there's a mic, don't even speak at the mic. Go another room and say what you got to say. Matter of fact, don't even make any comments around reporters anyway. Whether they're going to say is on the record or it's off the record. Just don't say nothing. Until you get into around closed doors with those people where you can spill those comments and you mean it. <laughs> to me, he meant it. And then they come back and say, well, I use completely insensitive and afford phrases, and there is no excuse for that. You said it the first fucking time. So you meant it. You meant every word of it. <laughs> no matter how much joking you were talking about, you meant it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Own up to it. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, that, that's all you can do. Own up to it and live up with, you know, uh, deal with the consequences as they lay. That's it. And, but I do agree with, with you. I think that whatever consequences that happen, it's going to be internal. I, I don't see it being put out in the atmosphere. Um, and to be honest, it shouldn't have to at this point. I could see West Virginia easily saying we're going to just handle this internally and we're going to move on. Um, and, and keep them out the spotlight for, for a couple months. Uh, and they should. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much should. Well, but thankfully for them, you know, college basketball don't start until the fall, so they're uh, <laughs> they're lucky. <laughs> right, right. This, right. This was October. It'd be a totally different ball of wax. Hey, oh yeah, it'd be it'd be it'd be all over ESPN and all this stuff. It's is getting kind of I don't want to say swept under the rug, but it's getting um put to the back burner because of other stuff. Yeah, 
Besides, West Virginia got to focus on the football before they go into basketball anyway. So, As a matter of fact, you know, it was crazy. You hate to see this type of distraction because you don't want that type of distraction. Mm-hmm. But for once, nobody's talking about the football team. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> you kind of like, this isn't, this is bad, but it's like, okay, we could just, Neil Brown is probably sitting there like, damn, Bob, I, I didn't want you to get in trouble like that, but thank you, player. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> a lot of heat coming my way, too. <laughs> she took so that heat away from me. <laughs> to get some off the burden for a while until football right. gets <laughs> He'd be like, yo, Bob, cool, but that ain't my dude. I ain't say that. <laughs> you know that's how it goes in the coaches' rank. Yeah, he said it. That's not how I feel, though. Uh, <laughs> everybody, every coach in West Virginia could be saying that, like, I love all racism <laughs> for the church, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, that's the way it's going to come out. <laughs> yeah, it, it almost probably going to be like how in the movie, those movie program where they just clean up stuff and be like, I just got to go out there and make a statement and the program will take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> As we got big donors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's going to be the other universities starting off with the same message as well. (laughs) Ain't going to all time, man. Uh, You know, I love, uh, you know, the Catholic faith. You know, I just want to put that out there. (laughs) But it's crazy. Like I said, I I think that West Virginia is going to handle it internally. And, you know, they have plenty of time before. It's going to be plenty of time, I should say, before we see Coach Huggins again. Hopefully. If you don't anything else. It just keeps to himself. Keep quiet for a little bit. But we'll definitely we'll definitely talk more about that. Hopefully, we don't talk more about it. But you know, <laughs> let me rephrase that. Hopefully, this is the end all be all of this story, um, and we just keep it moving and we talk about West Virginia basketball as the team. Um, but I digress. Speaking of basketball, let's get right into it. The NBA playoffs are actually going on. Second round of playoffs is going on. Um, you got both Philly and Boston and Denver and Phoenix tied at two games apiece, while Miami and New York and the Lakers and Golden State play, I believe, tonight uh, with Miami and the Lakers leading two games to one. Um, so with that being said, what games, or let me ask you, I know that we all said that, you know, the NBA is not intriguing until the playoffs gets here. So with that being said, um, being as the second round of the playoffs, is there an actual game or series, I should say, that intrigues you the most? For me, I will probably have to say, um, and it just got intriguing, Boston and, uh, and Philly. A game that Boston should have won yesterday, and they just screwed the cooch on that one, man. Ooh, but that's the one. Everything else is is, is <sighs> not that intriguing. I mean, right now the Knicks are losing, <laughs> and they're going to lose this series. Um, the the Lakers and. I don't know what to make of that series. I mean, I really don't. I mean, Golden State will, will probably win tonight, and then it'd be two-two and go back. I, I don't know. It, it's just, eh. We don't, you know, been there, done that with with you know LeBron and and Steph. 
But for me, the circuits in the Boston have gotten has gotten damn intriguing. With a close second by um the Nuggets and the Suns. Uh I'm gonna go Nick's Heat just because it just brings me back to the memories of Morton Ewing, you know, that those rivalries, Pat, Pat Riley and Van Gundy going at it. Um, it's not enough of it's not enough of this going on. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's uh I, I I say that because even though I just like you said the Knicks were losing and I went and checked on the score, still early fourth, Knicks is still within striking distance. I mean, it's gonna be tough, especially if you got Jimmy Butler playing like Jimmy Butler can play. Um and you're probably right. I do think the Heat will probably win it. I'm gonna say Heat in six. Um, I think the Knicks will get another game in. Um, I just find it intriguing just because it just brings back a lot of nostalgia, a lot of memories for me. Um, the Celtics, Celtic Sixers, on paper, you would think, you would think on paper the bigger stars would Philly would outlast the, the stars of Boston. Um, and they should. Boston should come out in that series, but it's going to be a slugfest. Um, I think that probably will go seven. Um, I think whoever comes out of the East is just going to be so beat up because I don't see a clear cut. No matter who comes out of the East, I don't see it being a clear cut. It's going to go. It's going to go. A, a team is going to win within five games or so. I think where whoever is going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals is going to go six to seven games, just because it's. When it comes down to it, there's there's some evenly tight match teams that are coming down because the big dogs that you thought that would be there at the end who had the better firepower are no longer there. Um, out west, it, Phoenix, Phoenix, uh, Denver. That's that's a dog fight right there. That is a dog fight, especially when Joker dropped 52, 53, and still 53. come out. Yeah, and still come out with on the losing end. Um. Lakers, Lakers, Warriors, I, again, I guess if Anthony Davis doesn't get hurt, and I can't foresee that he probably won't, because he's always good for one mysterious mysterious illness. Um, but then I also saw something today while I was eating my lunch, where Anthony Davis, in this entire playoffs, has not put back-to-back good games. He's like a damn roller coaster. He's like up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down the entire entire playoffs. So you don't know what Anthony Davis you're going to get. And every time they kind of call him out, he kind of steps up, but he kind of disappears at the same time. So you don't really know what you're going to get with that. And you haven't seen a complete game from the Warriors yet. You you you've seen Clay go off. You've seen Poole. You've seen you know you've seen who you see go off. But Steph is due. <laughs> And if Steph kind of goes off and takes over, you know, and if Anthony Davis tends to have too many down games versus up games, ah, uh, you know, I can see where the Warriors might slip out of there and seven. I mean, that's what the NBA wants. The NBA would much prefer to go, you know, this be the Western Conference Finals instead of being the semi. But um, yeah, uh, it's. Again, my most intriguing game series is the Knicks Knicks Heat, just because of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But I think these this this last eight standing as a whole 
is, is really bringing some drama just because this is the type of basketball that we clamor from late October to April, late at the end of April. You know, this is the basketball we want, but this ain't the basketball we're going to get for those months. This is the basketball that, that fans really want to see, mm-hmm. but we got to wait till damn near beginning of May before we can even get it. So this is why I don't pay attention to this crap until now. <laughs> and even now, I ain't really paying attention. I'm watching some highlights, but you know, it's been, when it gets down to the Final Four, that's when I really start really just keeping an eye on what's really going on. Um, I agree with you. Um, I'm going to make a prediction, but I'm not going to make it right now. Um, I do believe that I agree with you, Smooth, about Philly and Boston. Um, only reason why I'm really intrigued is the fact that um, James Harden is now showing up. And he's becoming more of like Houston's James Harden, James Harden than anything. So I'm definitely intrigued. If he continues this, this pace, I could see this game, I could see this going seven games without question. Um, my concern with Boston, of course, is just the inexperience of their head coach. Um, I think that may be a, a setback for Boston. Um, if they don't win this series, I think that will be the biggest reason or the biggest issue in that regards. Um, but I think it's going to be a dog fight between those two, Philly and Boston. Um Denver and Phoenix, it's a toss-up. I mean, I love Denver's momentum when they first had it in the beginning of the series, but Phoenix is now taking over. So that I think between, uh, to be honest, I can see Philly, Boston, Denver and Phoenix, and the Lakers and Golden State going at least six or seven games. I see, I, I can easily see that with no hesitation. Miami, New York. He going to win this in five or six. Five or six, easily. And I'm going to say this right now. I would not be surprised if the Miami Heat makes it to the finals. Oh. I do I, not be. I would not be surprised if Miami makes it to the finals. They were in the finals a couple of, they were, they were in the finals a couple of years ago. All it'd be the bubble. Right. But they, they were still there. But this is a different Miami team now than it was back then. Yeah. yeah. Who, but who would you like? Who do you think the dream matchup uh, against Miami in the finals if they made it that far? Who would you like to see? Who I would like to see is mm-hmm. not going to be the popular pick because, quite frankly, uh, out of all the teams, I'm kind of rooting for Denver. Hmm. Yeah. And the only reason why I'm rooting for Denver is, and uh, let me let me take that back. I'm rooting for Denver because I would like to see that it'd be, it'd be different. And that's just me. Um, you know how I am about just rooting for the underdogs. Everybody picking Phoenix to win, um, to get to the finals. Um, and we definitely see how that could be the case. And there's no argument about that. There's no argument about the Lakers too. I kind of, in a way, I, I kind of want the Lakers to, to make it as well because of the fact, not because of LeBron or EB, but because of the pieces that they had um, with D'Angelo. Um, I'm, a, I'm rooting for D'Angelo because of the Nets' um, history. So I would love to see D'Angelo um, go further in the playoffs. So uh, I'm rooting for that. Golden State, I'm not really a big fan of at this point because I think they lost a lot of 
the bench, and there's no cohesion there. Even though Stephen Clay and Draymond is, you know, your core three, Jordan Poole is the X factor, which is really scary to me. When you have him as your X factor, he's either going to win you the game or he's going to lose you the game. And when it comes to the playoffs, you need to be more consistent with your winning than your losing. So, okay, hold that thought. You say that. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about Poole taking that shot at the end of game one? But I, I don't have a problem. The, the reason why I don't really have a problem with it is because of the fact that he's been doing it all season. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was like just spurred a moment out of the blue and he wasn't, it, it wasn't proven that he did it in the season, then I can see everybody's reaction. But all he's doing is just following Stephen Clay's model. So you're telling me that, yes, Stephen Clay has the experience, but he's also been doing it in the season. So you're telling me, and it could have been a bone, you know, he could have waited or could have gotten a better shot or whatever the case may be. But if Steph can do it and he makes it, and I know Steve Kirby sitting there when he shoots it, Steve Kirby like, no, 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 no. Oh, it went in. All right, all right, all right. But yet, if Jordan Poole does it, who is basically doing the same thing that Clay and Steph do anyway, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's like jumping down his throat. Now, mind you, I'm not uh, defending Jordan Poole at all. I'm just saying that that's the type of style that Golden State has. So you have those shooters in and um Steph and Dream and Steph and Clay, but Jordan Poole is trying to get into that mix as well. Now, if he would have made it, and about it been like, oh, that was a tough shot, blah, 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 blah. You make it or you miss it. So I don't I'm gonna have a problem with him taking the shot. Um, it could have been a better shot, yes, but I don't have a problem with him taking it. Yeah, many of them. I mean, he had made six threes up until that point. And so he got the bag in the offseason for you to step up in moments like that. So I didn't have a problem taking the shot. I agree with you, Al. He probably could have took a better shot, maybe a couple of, you know, dribbles more and got, you know, a bit closer. But, I mean, he had hit six threes and was on fire up until that point. So, I mean, and that's you, what, you, you, you live and die with that kind of stuff. And But that's what kills me about the fan base sometimes or just in general because he made those shots previously, but yet they're killing him for the one that he missed. Or the one that he took, you know what I'm saying. So that same energy can I could that same energy that y'all use for Jordan Poole, like y'all don't go for Steph when he takes those kind of shots and misses them well. So that's where I'm just coming from. Like you can't have it both ways and blame him for the shot that he takes when Steph and Clay does it all the time. That's that's the only gripe I have. My gripe with the Warriors in a whole is you got these dynamic shooters. Damn. I mean, stop jacking up so many damn threes, dude. Like, the reason why they lost game one is because them jokers only took damn six free throws and gave the Lakers, like, 36. I'm not saying they don't have the the presence, uh, the paint presence, like, with an AD or something like that, but you, you got to stop being, man, look. Stop mm. being a bunch of pu- being a bunch of uh, kitties, <laughs> punks. Go to the damn hole, take your lumps, and hit some free throws, man. I mean, 
the first game, I think they jacked up like 46 threes or something like that. I mean, granted, yes, that might be their game, but damn. You win, how do you win games in the playoffs? You got to hit free throws. You know what I'm saying? And you, you're allowing the Lakers to be dominant in the paint. Draymond, I'm like, okay, you want to be that enforcer? You want to give up fouls? You want to do whatever? You know, you know AD soft like Sharp. Yo, give that dude one good solid hit check. Yeah, you might give Cole a text. So what? You you know you you accept to being the dude that takes the text on your team. Give that man a solid hard foul and give him something to think about when coming down the damn middle. And then my X factor is not even Pool. My X my X factor is Wiggins. Wiggins not being with the team for those twenty some odd games or thirty games when he had the family issue took something away from that chemistry. But if Wiggins comes back and be that player he was. In the playoffs last year, for the for the Warriors, that's a different team. So they they got they got to step up. They got to change their game up a little bit. Well, I was I I, I, I would say to this. I mean, well, I guess they wish they really had. Can they get Andrew Bogut out of um, mothballs and put them out there? But <laughs> yes. They have a problem in the front court. The problem is, is their second round draft pick was supposed to be the person to give them that low post presence. Thank you. And, and once he just, for whatever reason, couldn't get on the court, couldn't stay on the court, or he just wasn't working out, they shipped them off, but they got no big presence back. Thank you. Thank okay. you. I get yeah, it. And, you, and they basically, and I understand, but at this particular point, they kind of got a room of what they got. Thank you. And what's crazy about it is, is that if you'd have gave him the confidence that you that you were supposed to have given him, gave him the opportunity to get the minutes that he deserves, you would have seen just like how Detroit is seeing how he is. You'll see how useful he could have been for your team, especially in the playoffs. Because even if that was the case. Like he could have easily given you the minutes that you need to guard AD by himself. And what's crazy about it is, is that the, as you can see throughout these whole playoffs, every team with the exception of Golden State has a presence inside. Every team. Lakers got AD. Phoenix got DeAndre Aiden or Kevin Durant. Denver has Nikola Jokic. Boston has Al Horford or Robert Williams III. Ooh, he was putting some work on Embiid yesterday. Philly, exactly. Philly has Embiid. <laughs> New York has Randall and um, Mitchell Robinson. So you got defensive presence inside. Miami has Bam Alabama. And I forgot the other person. But my point is, oh, and Kevin Love. So my point is, is that you have, all the other teams have, like, interior defense inside. You're not going to do it with just Draymond and Kevin Lewis. You, it's not going to work. I agree. So you're going to play small ball throughout this whole time, and you're going to get dominated. And I think that's the Lakers' blueprint right now. Well, that's why I'm saying that. I'm not saying you got to play dirty. I'm just saying, in order for them to win, mm -hmm. they're going to have to go. They're going to have to try to take their lumps. They're going to have to. They're going to have to respect the fact that AD is going to block some shots. It is what it is. But they got to go in there with the with the with the mindset that they don't fear that Joker, and they got to put him in foul trouble, in order for them to be a bit more successful. True. And you know what's yeah. even more crazy? Even if you didn't do that, 
even if you had um let's say for example you you the what's crazy about it is, is that if you had to even change up the lineup with Golden State, Kevin Kevin Looney is no offensive threat. Draymond Green can only do defense to an extent. Yes, he can hit certain threes, but he's not at a consistent basis where they're going to consider him a three-point threat. So all you're really doing is is just giving more offensive firepower to the – I mean, it be, the Lakers become more dominant inside for that reason alone because they don't have to go out when um, – if they if the Warriors try to drive into the paint, they can just stay right in the paint and protect the paint. They ain't going to worry about Draymond Green or Kevin Looney shooting jumpers because they know that they're not going to hit them at a, a high success rate. All their jumpers comes from their backcourt, no matter what. Well, Draymond got to gotta push the rock like he was doing the game, the beginning of the game three, where they were giving him uncontested layups there. But a lot of times, even outside of Draymond, Clay was missing layups. True. Draymond was missing layups. True. They were missing bunnies underneath the rim. And I understand the ghost or the possibility of AD bringing that force. You know what I'm saying? But that's the whole point. You got to go in there and make him commit fouls. You know, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm too old school. Right? All this jump shot. I mean, don't get me wrong, though. When Golden State get hot, they are they, they, they fire. They flames. You know what I'm saying? But they've been more cold and hot. <laughs> 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 I, I, I anticipate if the, um, I don't think it's going to win, win the chip. They're just, as we all know, that two undersized go into the next rounds to even really compete. I mean, they lose tonight. I mean, I'm not going to say it's a rat, but I'm thinking it's about <laughs> to be, it's, it's, it'd be very, very, very close. Yeah. Um, but um, I can see the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics, if they both don't make the Eastern Conference Finals, I mean, their the respective conference finals, I think you can see some changes on both on both squads because something, what they got in Golden State outside of your core ain't working. There's a lot of guys getting paid a lot of money. It, it don't look right. And Boston, it damn sure ain't looking right right now. They're not playing the same kind of defense they were playing last year. You got um, Tatum and Brown. Something's off with them. You got they're playing wing, but they want to jack up shots. As you would say, A's take it to. I mean, A's take it to the hole. They weren't doing none of that. I'm like, only person that's gotten any kind of you know deep down presence is um Al Al Horford. And like I said, was doing a defensive number in B, but Embiid is out there playing hurt, and you can really see it. But yeah, definitely. But if this if the Boston Celtics lose. Hey, don't something got to change over there. And I'm not saying this because specifically their old coach is not there. It could be a part of the problem and it could not be part of the problem. But the team makeup is is off. Well, Jalen Brown already said he's not, he's he's very non committal about after this season. And the Boston Celtics may just give him his his wish. (laughs) And I think that, I think. They could get a nice haul if they could trade them. But for what and to where and to who, you know, that's that's the problem. You know, shit. Where where could Jalen Brown fit that would be a a nice step up? Houston. 
Yeah, but then it's a possibility that uh, the beard is uh, one foot out the door in Philly trying to go back to Houston. Possibility. But think about it. A Harding, Jalen Brown combination with the rest of those people down in Houston. With Ime Udoka as the head coach. But they uh, who's who's their big? They got Jabari Smith Jr. who could fill. He's, he's a poor man's version of Jay, Jason Tatum. So and they got a um I forgot the dude's name who is a he reminds me of Al Horford anyway. So they have some pieces, young pieces, very young pieces. They to be honest, I would not sleep on Houston no matter what they do. So a beard, beard at the one and brown at the two. I could see that. I'm not saying that it's a I'm, let me rephrase that. I'm not saying that that could happen. And it is a possibility. I could see Houston trying to do something to that extent. Whether they get them, I don't know. But I'm just saying I could see them push through something to that extent. But I will say this. James Harden is playing like he definitely wants a new contract, regardless. Oh, he, so, he wants to get paid. He wants until, to get paid. Until James Harden does James Harden things when he gets to, when he gets to crunch time. True, true, true. <laughs> that's true. That is true. I, I, will so I have to go into work and I have to, temp, you know, temper uh, expectations from my uh, 76 co-workers. I'm like, just wait. <laughs> just wait. Like like Stephen A. B. saying about the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> just wait. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Funny. He... he Maybe in Philly, he'll find that that magic where he can just, you know, break through and finally get back to the finals and shake all the ghost of Houston Rockets pass off where he just becomes a no-show. Yeah. I mean, I to be honest, he's in a perfect position where he is right now. Like, there's no reason for him to try to do anything else but stay in Philly. If he goes to Houston, it's all about the money. Oh, of course. Of course. If you want to win chips you know, however it ends, I would say stay in Philly. Yeah. That is his best spot right now. This is his best, this is his best position, his best time to stay in Philly to win a chip. That's it ain't gonna get it, it ain't gonna get no better. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Okay, I got two questions for both of you. One, we were kind of discussing well me and me and another one of my boys, B, was kind of going back and forth with the Knicks the other day. Mm-hmm. Where you know they're saying that uh, the Knicks are a piece away, and if 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 they're a piece away, who is that piece? And then two, do you think Dame Lillard's time in Portland is done? So you go either way, whoever wants to start first. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying that the Knicks um, are a piece away from what? No, he's asking, do you think that the, that the Knicks are at least a piece away from being championship, you know, true contenders. Con- championship yeah. contenders? Depends on what, it depends on number one, who the piece is and what they're losing in return. Um, and when I say a piece, I, and I, so I, as of it stands right now, they need, 
They need someone that is a three, a three and D guy, in my sense. Um, they do have something like that in Josh Hart. Um, quite frankly, I'm kind of puzzled the fact. Wait, does Josh Hart play the um, play the two? He loves well, he played the guard. The, thought he played the three, but he could be the two. Wait, then no, I thought RJ Barrett was the three. That's what I thought. RJ Barrett was the three. So then, who st- who starts at two? No, RJ Barris is is, is the um, Barris shoot guard. Oh, so they oh, the two. Okay, okay. So Josh Hart is this is the shooting guard. So he plays the two. So wait, does Josh Hart start? No. Who, who starts with? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so don't give me the line. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. You got Barrett, Grimes, Brunson. Oh, Grimes. Okay. Yeah. So they put Grimes ahead of Hart? Okay. All right. So with that being said, um, they do need a a, a wing player, another wing player. Um, as much as Bat is a great offensive player, um, I think they need something a little bit more. Um, of course, everybody's going to talk about Julius Randle. Uh, they need an upgrade of Julius Randle. I think, quite frankly, Julius Randle can if, – if he can – if he can c- continue to control his emotions and just focus on the gameplay, I, sh- I I don't see a problem with him staying in New York. They do need one. They are one piece away, but they need one piece where they can provide their own offense, someone that could create their shots, whether it's a big man or another wing. They need someone else that can create their own shot with no problem, and that is a that is a killer. I don't think they need another point guard. I don't think they need another, to be honest, I don't really think they need another power forward either. But I think somewhere in that realm, they do need one piece that can create their own shot and can get you a bucket with no question. Like kind of, to be honest, ironically, they can, they kind of need someone like Jimmy Butler. That would take them to the next level. <laughs> um, got that right. I mean, someone that could definitely give you the defense that you need while getting his own shot, making tough shots, similar to with if you could imagine a Butler, um, Brunson, uh, Randall, like that would be a that would be a killer match, a team. And to be honest, that would be a Eastern Conference, if not NBA Finals. I agree. Right. I mean, yeah, I think they're a piece and and maybe one or two bench players away um but i totally agree as far as dame i mean he's talking about he don't want to go um but with the money he getting i mean it's in order to get him out of there if he was willing to go you're going to have to give up a lot the man ain't gonna come cheap at all (laughs) Wait, you was thinking about him coming to New York? I wouldn't say he was coming to New York. I'm oh. just saying in general. Oh, just in general? Where he right. I'm just right, saying right, in general. Right. I mean, yeah. Okay. Now would, he, now, would he do well in New York? I think absolutely. absolutely. But then where would you put Brunson? Because... Look, it's, it's going to be some odd people out. It <laughs> 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 looks... Some, it's going to be some odd folks out. But you just broke the bank for Brunson. So you would you would get rid of Brunson to bring Dillard into uh, 
in the New York? Well, nah, because he's because Dillard just re up with, with Portland, so he's getting a, a, a ship a shipload of money. Now, if he hadn't, you know, and there was somebody to finagle, I mean, would I be like Dillard over Jalen Brunson? Yeah. <laughs> and do you now, and, okay? Yeah. Now, if I didn't have to part with Jalen Brunson, I had to part some other pieces. The team might be like, yeah, if you want Josh Hart. Yeah, we might want, you know, R.J. Barrett or whomever, like, your prized possessions are or a couple of picks. But, no, that... but yeah, if it was, like, an even swap, yeah, Jalen Brunson film, I'd do it. Well, yeah, that, I mean, Brunson is definitely showing his tail. You know what I mean? He's he's yeah. definitely deserving of the contract that he signed because he is balling. I give him that. Um, but he was a better fit in Dallas with Luka <laughs> and that was my, and that's my next question. My next question is, now that you know everything, the Lakers went out and did the moves that they did. Does it do the Lakers need to get a Kyrie in their um in their system at this point? And would you give up a a, a um would you give up a what you call it a uh, a D'Angelo, knowing that he's playing well, to then want to come back and um, just so he could bring Kyrie in, and and in my opinion, probably destroy the chemistry that they they finally have because the Lakers are playing quite well. Do you, would you want to mess that up so you could bring a Kyrie in just to make LeBron happy? That's all it would be. It's just making LeBron happy. To be honest, I think LeBron is happy with the team that he has. Like, I don't think that Kyrie at this particular point would be enough to make him happy. I think that the team was, that's constructed now makes LeBron happy because in a way you do get, it may not be the level of Kyrie, but D'Angelo Russell is an offensive player who can make shots. Um, it may not be the shots like creative, cre- it may not be the creativity that, um, Kyrie brings, but D'Lo does what he does. He keeps his nose on the ground, and you can depend on him. Bottom line. Um, so, I would be shocked if they still make a move and bring Kyrie in, um, because I don't think that that will re- resolve the issue. I think that right now, as the team is constructed, and even if they brought Kyrie in. That means a lot of people that's a lot of pieces that's on the Lakers now is going to end up leaving. And the number one person that comes to mind outside of D'Angelo would be Austin Reeves because he is definitely going to ask for a bigger contract and somebody is going to pay him a bigger contract, which means that he is not going to stay if Kyrie comes into play because of the money issue. So, and Austin Reeves plays the two, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah, he nice. Where did he go to school? That's a good question, to be honest with you. I don't even know. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, that's a really good question. Probably one of the Midwest schools. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> that too. <laughs> uh, no, um, Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Oh, you went to Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You went to Wichita State first and then transferred to Oklahoma. Yeah, if I'm the Lakers, you know what? It depends on... It depends on... 
you know, what kind of run you make. Now, if they wind up losing to the Golden State Warriors, then you might see them hit the panic button and go after Kyrie. But if I'm the Lakers, if we get to the finals, win or lose, do you want to, like you said, do you want to mess it up? Because they got a pretty good squad going on right now. I mean, you're going to have to give up to get him. And like you said, Austin Reeves might be one. D'Angelo Russell might be number two. Um, you might have to, you know, depending on how you want to make it, I'm not sure if he's going to, he's going to be a free agent, right? Nope. I think after this, I said, Kyrie, he's going to be a free agent after this. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you can sign him. How much the, how much you want to pay him is going to be the determinant on who's going to be there or who's not. But they got some good pieces. I mean, they've been playing really good since the um, the trade. Best defensive team out there. So if I'm Rob Palenka and I'm like, depending on how far we get, do we want to do we want to tinker that way? Because he's going to demand, he's going to need to have the ball in his hands. Yeah. They're playing for him to for him, for him to be effective. He's going to need to have the ball in his hands. They're playing some unselfish ball right now. Interesting. And as long as as long as AD doesn't get hurt. <laughs> That could be the one reason why they might want to go after him, just because they know AD can't always guarantee you 70 games a season. True. Well, speaking about the Lakers, since I'm, we're talking about this team way more than I like to talk about them, um, <laughs> I heard some people on, on, on ESPN earlier in the week talking about if the Lakers were to win, should they consider retiring Anthony Davis's jersey? I say, hell to the no. What the? What do you do? Thank you. <laughs> I mean, like, what what exactly has Anthony Davis done to warrant his jersey being retired? You got. He's a two-time LA Laker champion. If he wins. Okay, so with LeBron, so the, I mean. The, I would not be surprised if that would be also included as that as well. Well, I can see where they would retire LeBron's jersey because he he broke the scoring title in L.A. He led the team, well, at least to one championship. Can't say it might be a second, but I can see I, I can see LeBron just being who LeBron is, so more more so than Anthony Davis. And technically, in my opinion, I don't think they should put his jersey up in the rafters either. I mean, <laughs> specifically. He broke the record, but he didn't break the record playing as a Laker. He broke the, uh, let me phrase it. He didn't break the record being Laker from day one. He went from Cleveland to Miami to Cleveland and you know, all this other stuff. He just happened to break the record on his what, fourth team. So he wasn't a homegrown talent. Now, if they want to chip this year or next year, I mean, but, I mean, he hasn't, I don't know. It, it just—it's—it's it's kind of hard because it's like you know all the Lakers greats that won it, and I'm like, he's great in his own right, but he's Laker great, or he's just LeBron great. To well, me, he's LeBron great, not necessarily Laker great. Well, who was speaking all this? Uh, this this uh, this this total. Uh, excuse my language. This fuckery. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Anthony Davis jersey being. Uh, it was I heard it on Get Up. I heard it on First Take. I heard it on J. Will and Max. 
Uh, let me guess one of the people. <laughs> New Jersey's um, own, I'm assuming, probably included in that in that in that conversation, right? He was included in that conversation, but he was really he, he was bullish on um on Davis. First of all, who who's New Jersey's own? Yeah. Oh wait, he was so he was definitely he was definitely in agreement that Davis should make it. No, I'm sorry. He was definitely in agreement that LeBron should make it. He was 50-50. Yeah. Wow. He was 50-50. He was 50-50 on Anthony Davis. Uh, but he was saying if he wins another, if it was another title, then you have to at least have the conversation. But 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 again, who is this Jersey person you're referring to? Talking all this foolishness. Oh, Jason Williams. Oh, Williams. oh yeah, Plainfield. Plainfield. Uh, <laughs> you don't claim Plainfield, so you don't claim Plainfield. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to claim it, but bro, your birth certificate can say so. <laughs> so, just because you you went to the silver spoon of a school in high school, you know, you claim whatever that you want to claim, bro. But you Plainfield player. <laughs> Like I said, I heard it when I heard the, the conversation. I was like, "Come on, it's so prisoner of the moment with with the things." I'm like, <laughs> "Let it all play out before you want to sit there and talk about anointing someone rappers in New Jersey if they win the chip." I'm like, "True." I mean, he hasn't even been on the Lakers that long. When a brother when a, when a brother could sit there and give me eighty five percent of the games, including regular season, postseason, then we could have a conversation. <laughs> until then, <laughs> until Both then, them, uh, Le- yeah. Because LeBron has shut it down twice in his tenure as a Laker. Well, the first year it was just a total wash. It was just trash, and he was hurt. And then what? He didn't. He, did, he, did, he pouted because he didn't like the squad. And truth be told. He didn't actually. He had a, a, a pretty decent squad when he got there. Yeah, he he jacked it up and had them in purgatory for the next two seasons. Well, that's that's the LeBron effect on the organization. <laughs> he he got it. He got Cleveland, but it worked out in his favor. <laughs> Miami Miami cleaned the deck for that big three. <laughs> and they 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 gave him. Oh, we don't get into all that. But. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I was. I think I watched a short with uh, Mon Shumpert when he talked about LeBron. He, he doesn't like LeBron because LeBron is the reason why this this big three thing started. You know what I'm saying? I, I the, the the short was pretty interesting. Uh, he he really talked. He really he really speaks that truth. You know, he's preaching that that Farrakhan stuff. Nah, coming from a man coming from a man that that wanted chip with him is, is surprising. <laughs> well, he he didn't say he disliked LeBron. He just said he hate he hates the way the NBA is now, shaping because up. because of the decision that he made going to Miami. That's that that was the gist of the uh, of the video. Well, he ain't the only person out there that said that. That's true too. Uh, oh God, I hate the NBA now. <laughs> but then it, it's not the players. It's it's it's, it's the rules. And I, I want them to be able to come back down and throw an elbow to somebody's neck and just call a regular foul. <laughs> no 98% of the players nowadays couldn't play back in, play in the 90s. <laughs> They'd be crying too damn much. <laughs> 
Even Draymond's silly ass would be crying because he'd be getting pissed off at Oakley and all them jokers throwing, man, Lambeer would have been throwing something in the back of his head and daring him to get up. <laughs> well, they all, they all would have been just fighting. <laughs> ah, those are glory days, boy. <laughs> even, even Zeke was throwing bows back in the day. You couldn't tell him nothing. <laughs> oh, different, different time. And now we got people where players get fined for like even doing a little bit of pushing. <laughs> just like Nikola Jokic just got fined $25,000 for uh, issuing a foul on Phoenix Suns owner Matt Ishba. Ishbia. Um, and I saw the video. At first, I was like, basically, Jokic was just trying to get the ball. The owner was holding the ball, and he was trying to get the ball to start the play. So he didn't get suspended, but he got fined 25K for it. Did y'all see the video? Yeah, I saw it. I got to say, that was, a, that, that was a beautiful flop job by the owner. He sold it. <laughs> but, but, the guy grazed him, and he did the uh, falling all back. But my but my thing is, did the, the Joker even know who that was? I mean, granted, nah. it could have been somebody sitting in the front row, but he, he probably didn't know that was the owner. And I think that's really where it it comes down to. Like, I don't think like if it was a really if it really wasn't the owner, would he really been had like find that amount of money for something like that? Like, to be honest, I don't even blame him at this particular point because why is the owner holding the ball the way that he was holding it? Like. That should have been easy. He should have easily just gave that ball up. Pick it up and let him go. I think the owners need to get back in the press box. Stop trying to. Everybody needs to stop being Steve Ballmer and trying to be courtside or Mark Cuban. <laughs> hey, I agree. Your, when it's when like, it's your, team, your money, you, you can you can sit where you want. <laughs> and if I'm the if I was the Nuggets owner, I would I would pay for his his fine. Like I, like you get to that point where it's just like. I'm not saying that he did it deliberately, but still, like, it could have been in the moment of the game, but right. still, like, it, it it was uncalled for, bottom line. And that flop was uncalled for. Like, seriously uncalled for. But <laughs> He sold it. Yeah, he sold it. That's for sure. That's for sold sure. Quite well. All right, fellas. Um, I know that we are a little bit pressed for time, so um, is there anything else that we need to cover? Oh, um, oh, real quick. And it's something that we could probably look into in further um, further conversations, but it seems as though a lot of college baseball teams are getting hit with, with some sanctions due to the NCAA and gambling. Iowa State, this guy hit with something. Um, the coach from Alabama head coach of the baseball team in Alabama got fired because of a, a gambling situation between Alabama and LSU a couple weeks back. Wow. Um, Iowa's baseball team just got hit with something. A lot. Something to look into now with NCAA when it comes to betting um, with all these sports books opening up and legalized betting all over the place nowadays because it seems as though college baseball was that one sport that kind of flew under the radar. Mm-hmm. As far as betting is concerned, it seemed like all of a sudden the sports books are cracking down on how these bets are placed for college baseball because college baseball is just something that just nobody's throwing money on. And now it's becoming an issue. Something to look forward to. Something to keep our eye open uh, for future for future uh, podcasts. Oh my. <laughs> definitely. And so we will definitely look into it, get our um, peoples to look into it, our interns to get more information about it. So we can discuss it next week. Uh, but 
we are now up against the clock. So, fellas, let them know where they can find you at. You can find me on Twitter, Snapchat, and Graham, J. E. Ross, number seven. Yo, you can find me, you can finally find me outside with some of this rain washing away this pollen. Boy, brother, allergies never felt so damn good. Whew, that was a hard six weeks, man, buddy. Hard six weeks. But anyway, you can find me on Twitter at uh catdaddy1963. That's catdaddy1963 on Twitter. And of course, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, I am Al Qualls, Twitter, Instagram, I am Al Qualls. You can also catch guys talking sports. We're on YouTube live. We're going to be on Twitter live. We're going to be back on social media. The podcast is going to be coming out. If you search guys talking sports, we are there. We'd like to thank everybody for checking us out. Appreciate all the love and support out there. Um, also, quick note, quick shout out to LSU star Angel, Angel Reese. Um, for being now featured in the cover of Sports Illustrated, um, the swimsuit edition. So major props to her um, doing her thing as well. Um, continues much success out to everyone out there. Um, but we will reach out next week talking more sports. But until then, you guys take care. God bless. Have a good one. Stay safe out there. The streets are warming up, but we still got to be stay safe out there. And let's talk about handling this gun control issue um, when y'all get a chance. Congress talking to y'all. All right, but until then, everybody else, take care.